Blog Talk Radio. Keep doing your thing because you never know. I might be sitting at home with a chicken bone, see on TV. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> I know them, you know. I go to one event, I got like five, six people, you know, booking me, blam, blam, blam. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I'm independent. And I am doing, I'm independent. And I'm like, wow, I'm doing it like on a big scale, like I'm a real artist. I'm like, what? But, hey, I spoke You are it. a real artist. You I am a real artist. was written, and, and you know what, you know what, because I am I'm so appreciative. You zeroed in. Right where I really want the reader to get. That was the. That's really the reason why I wrote the book. I wrote the book. I told God I would be faithful about the spirit that He gave me, and that, and and He wouldn't let me, re, you know, release it for some time. But if no one else gets anything out of that book, get chapter nine. That's very, that's very, very simple. That's very, very simple. You know, oh. I talk nice to him. They call me Daddy. A.K. Disco. A.K. Disco. Three times. <laughs> and I say, sure, I don't do no physical harm to her. Mm-hmm. I just threaten to take the food, the clothes, and the home from her. And they act right. Oh. Oh. Okay. See, <laughs> I was just thinking maybe you might have to clean house or something like that, but that's great. Well, back in the old days when I first started, I I used to use the duct tape and the clothes hangers and all. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I thought that yeah, because that's an old tried and proven practice. (laughs) I mean, I heard. (laughs) It's a national anthem. I make them all say before I put them on the street. They say, "We are capable girls." The one you heard about. We fight with knives and forty five and broken bottles too. We uh take pickles girl, so who the hell are you? Oh, so, who the hell are you? Okay, I was just about to ask you that. Like what genre would you say most of your music um you know, I guess is in. I don't want to put you in a box or anything, but what do you feel it most represents your style of music? Well, the, Ron L., uh, who's one of my partners, and we formulate the Love Brothers. We've just finished our fourth CD as well. He lives in Virginia. He said it's a combination of jazz and hip-hop, which he calls jip Jop, which I registered and copyrighted right away. No, other than, other than the fact that... Um, you know, like you said, I've been, I've, I was sitting there, there was times when I was sitting beside him while he was doing his beats and everything, and, um, you know, I, I don't want to call him his real name, 
Chance has come a long way, and his music is... How you been? What's up, TAZ? You got me now. Hey. How you doing, man? Well, I'm doing better. For sure. That's good. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Every day above ground is a good day. Just taking care of the music. Still trying to hold down the music scene. uh, Doing some some music and trying to uh, keep that music vibe going. Right. Well, that's good, man, because, uh, you know, we tried to schedule this show a couple of months ago, I guess it was. Yes, it was. Yeah, then you came down sick, so we had to cancel it. But it's good that you're feeling better now, man. Yeah, well, you know, all praise to God. Uh that I'm well enough to uh, to continue on, man. You know, one day at a time. And music is good therapy. And music is real good therapy when you when you when you're sick. You know. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's good therapy all the way around. Even when when you're not sick and when you're sad. Uh, I know I've been in my car and a song will come on and. I almost wrecked the car the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I call it the universal, the universal medicine. It's the universal, yeah. universal medicine. You know, cure all. For the for the people that don't know and have not heard you on the show, you've been on here. You're about my pop, most popular guest, man, because you've been on at least between you and well on here. At least six, right? Six times almost? At least over the years, yes. Yeah. yeah, you know what? I'm going to go through the archives and find out exactly. I ain't going to be guessing <laughs> it with my old self. I ain't going to be guessing how many times you was on there. But uh, I don't know. Since, you know, the six, uh, 20 times you've been on the show, tell the people what you do, bro. And also... Tell the people the instruments that you play as well, man, which is mind-boggling. <laughs> well, you know, um, most people probably know when I, I mean, when I first started doing music, um, you know, I started out playing drums, and then 
as you get into more of, of a writing, producing mode, um, you tend to have to learn how to play other melodic instruments. So um, my drive to write songs drove me to learn instrument, more instruments to play in order for me to capture my ideas, you know, when I'm in the studio. <clears throat> so, and plus, you know, sometimes lack of personnel, you know what I mean? Not having people that can play that are actually experts in those instruments. So it, that forces you to learn to play other instruments as well. And then you can pretty much capture your ideas basically as you hear it without trying to translate it to somebody else. But I love collaborating with other musicians, but I'm just saying for my writing purposes. Uh, so that caused me to learn how to play drums, piano, saxophone, you know, all kinds of percussion stuff, bass guitar. You know, you do what you got to do, you know, um, when it comes down to writing and composing music. So my need to write forced me to learn to play other instruments. And what's the other instrument? Well, drums, keys, bass guitar, saxophone, flute, a lot of different percussion. (laughs) Hey, wait a minute. Uh, You sing, too, now. That's that's an instrument, too, man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's what I know. Well, yeah, it is an instrument, and I do uh, dabble in singing. Um which I think I can attribute to you a lot because I remember I played a tune for you once and you told me um, you should sing more. And that kind of inspired me. I don't think I said it like that. I was in your studio. I think I cussed (laughs) and took some more colorful words along with it. You need to do it. I was like, oh, like, man, boy, you've been holding. I was ready to throw a shoe at you. <laughs> yeah, that was good, funny, man. But it was very inspirational. You know, you inspired you inspired me a lot that time to do that because I'm not one uh, tend to want to use my vocal cord to make music. But you know, in the studio, I'm good. You know, because I'm there, just me. I'm the only audience. Um, so I, so I do what I do. I appreciated it because I. I really did like it. Now I was like, man, this joker been holding up this long, boy. But I, I met you. When I first met you, it was online yeah. on Music Places, which is one of the old sites a long time well, ago. Even before my. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was um, my MySpace. It was called Place. MySpace. Music Places or something like that. But. One of the first uh, um, multimedia type community type website that first came out back in the day. Yeah, that's where we met. <clears throat> yeah, and then turned out you lived in Atlanta, so I lived there too. Yep. And um, uh, ever since then it's been history, man. I mean, hey, I wanted you on the show, and I and also heard your music on with uh, Norvell. Uh huh. On uh, the jazz. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I talk oh, to Norville. Man. I talk to Norville yeah. every now and then too. It's been a long time, Taz. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's been a long time ago. Uh. <laughs> and, hey, it's been at least a, 
a good almost two decades. Nah, not two, but close to two, about 15 years, huh? Yeah, about 15 years, I would say. Yeah. So yeah. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure knowing you and being on your show. Each time I come on, man, I really enjoy uh, chatting with you about music because I think you have the love of music just like I do. So I, oh, yeah. I love sitting down oh, yeah. chatting about with people about music and how, you know, we can collaborate on anything, old stuff, and share ideas. You know, just, just keep the music flow going. Now, the first song I want to play, this is an old one. Uh, and I, oh, and I oh want to say you sung on this one. <laughs> I don't know if you did or not. <laughs> But it's called Give Me to Fall in Love. Did you sing on that one? Oh. <laughs> oh, you went way back. <laughs> yes, I did. Hey, we got an hour, brother. I wanted to I wanted to play this one. <laughs> you went way back into the archives. <laughs> yeah. I, I have I'm a urban blue fan. I got the, I got the songs I remember, man. Yeah, I, that's some years ago. <laughs> Explain that. Uh, I, I, yeah, well, you know, the best songs are always songs that are about the truth. In my in my opinion, when you're writing music, if you write right. songs that that are that are about true situations, then. It turned out to be better songs because you actually put your heart and feelings into it because uh you know, that translates into the music. That's what I, that's my opinion. So that song was kinda of inspired by um a true instance. And so right. my best way of explaining it was to to put it to music or put it to song. So that's how it came about. This is didn't mean to fall in love. Urban Blue.
crazy and I just can't focus. You know, Charlotte, and I thought I had told you this. I didn't really fall in love. Well, what influences me is um, 
my upbringing and the people I was around in music, you know, the teachers that taught me, you know, they were musicians outside of being teachers themselves. So I was around, I've been around music um, pretty much all my life and played in different bands locally when I was growing up. And the influences I got was, I have a weird taste in music. You know, I go way back to the old Herbert Hancock days. I like some of the old Miles stuff. Um, definitely into Coltrane. But I started out being R&B. You know, R&B was, because that was the music that was being played back in those days and it allowed me to get into a band and play with other musicians and, you know, try to get my chops up. You know, being a drummer in the band back in those days, kind of challenging, you know, because, you know, um, but I was surrounded by a lot of some of the best drummers ever played drums and I learned from them and they took right. time, thank God, they took time to show me. But um, John Morgan, who played with James Brown, um, Joe English, who played with a group way back in the day that came through Megan called Jam Factory. Um, I was around drummers like that, you know. Um, J-Mo, who used to play with the Almond Brothers Band, all those drummers came out of Macon, Georgia. And um, plus there was some other local drummers around there that were probably haven't heard of them, but they're pretty good drummers. So I was surrounded by good drummers. You know, me being pretty much a self-taught trap set player, um, it helped being around all those all those musicians like that, you know. I mean, so the, a lot of different influences, you know. Um, I, I like smooth jazz. I like funk. I'm getting to lean towards more of a house jazz, you know what I mean? Um, right. So I'm, I'm starting to experiment with some house jazz stuff, you know, because uh, you can do a lot with house jazz, with house music, and combine it with maybe some jazz flavors. Um, right. I don't have – my particular genre of music is jazz, but I, I like funk, you know. You can't help but like funk if you came from the R&B era. Right, know, right. And – and I like some hip hop stuff as well. Um, now, you you have your own band, didn't you? Yes. Yeah, uh, I, I, I remember that's when I first, like when I first met you, you had your own band. Yeah, we did a lot of stuff, man. Um, um, we used to record, go out and play all around Atlanta. Um, we did some good. So one of my most memorable times w- with the band was when we opened up at the Tabernacle in Atlanta for Najee. Uh, that was a very memorable time w- w- with me in that band. And um, right. also when we did all the, we did a jazz festival in Atlanta for several years. We did it first year and then invited back about two or three years in a row after that. Uh, I think we were the first one that took the jazz festival to Gwinnett County. Um, we, we were the opener up there. So, yeah, you know, it's a lot of work with bands. And so now, you know, you just get the hard guns. You know, you need a musician, hire for a day. <laughs> as long as we can get the music, as long as we can get the music done. You know, everybody, 
everything is so compact and mobile now. You know, musicians are, uh, are strange people within themselves anyway, you know. So trying to deal with the personalities of a lot of different people in a band, people don't realize how challenging that can be. It's a very hard job to um, to do the music, lead the band, and deal with all the different types of personalities within that band, trying to keep the band together. So, right. That's a lot of that's a lot of work. People, anybody that's ever done that, I'm sure they can testify that you know that that is that is a job within itself, just managing the band. And then now, now when you're you, a part of when you're a part of the band, then you're a part of the band too. You know, you manage the band that you're a part of. So. It's a lot of work, but it was fun. I enjoyed it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give one nickel back for it. You know, we had a long run with that, and and I'm I'm, I'm thankful for the time that we had. You know, because there's a lot of good memories there. So when you do your music, you do all live instruments. You play everything, right? Yes, I mean track by track. You know, um, I'm not a person into making sounds. You know, I hope they call it now. You know, I, in my studio, you know, I don't, I, I, I tend to not, I want to keep it natural. I want to keep that natural feel, the, the true instrumentation feel, you know, not, not saying that I may not do a little magic tree here and there to enhance something, but I pretty much try to stay close to live instrumentation as I can. I'll try to play it or I'll bring somebody in the studio you know, trans, you know, translate my idea to them and let them play it or whatever. But um, I still try to keep it real and raw. You know what I mean? Um, I think in this day and time, we tend to get too far away from from playing music and understanding the, the background and the basics of it. You know what I mean? Um, music, music theory and music, all that stuff exists for a reason. And... Um, not saying that other types of music are not um, contributing to this new explosion of music era that we're going through now, but I think it's um, we still have to keep that foundation of music alive and pass it on to the, to the next generation so they can at least understand, you know, the foundations and the basics of where music came from. So go ahead on and make your beats, but Remember where the music stays still stays true to the music, in other words. Um, the song Groove Train, which when I got it, I wanted to play it right. I didn't want um, oh, oh, man. You know. <laughs> That's another one. That's another um, old, oldie. <laughs> you go way back, Cash. Cool. <laughs> oh man, um, I have to dig into my archives to find those types of things. Then, but I remember, you know, when I was writing those two, it shows you how I was evolving at that time. You know, um, writing tunes like Groove Train. You know, I was thinking about, you know, uh, the song is about a train, and on this train, everybody, anybody can get on it. And it's a train of musicians and music and being played and people having a good time. And uh, 
So that's what inspired me to write that tune, Groove Train. And it stopped in all different locations to pick people up that want to get on board. But... Did a rhyme 
<laughs> yeah, just threw, I just threw him a beat, and he just did a little commercial drop. Hey, you need to do a drop for the show, too, as many times you've been on here. Yes, sir. Okay, coming at you. You're right. My bad. And that way I can, you know, periodically play. Yes, sir. Uh, that's, yeah, I that's like on my that agenda. Way, I, after I heard Groove Train, after I heard you singing, I remembered it. I was like, oh, oh yeah, that, that's a, that was the one? That was the one? That was the one that I re- really remember now. I, it hit me. When you started singing, I said, like, oh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah, that's old, man. That's really, really, really old, man. You know, I was just, I was during that time, I was just experimenting. You know, when you're in a studio, man, um, and you have, you know, access to to creating music, you know, you tend to tend to stray away from your your your, your favorite genre, and you start to experiment. At least I do. Yeah, and. Uh, so, you know, Groove Train was one of those experimentations that I was trying. Um, just to see, could I do it? Right, right. And uh, yeah. Well, I already know. <laughs> after uh, after I write some stuff out, I, I got to have you sing on, on at least one. <laughs> yes, sir. Most yeah. Definitely. Like you said? Yeah. I got Urban I mean, Blue. Everybody gonna say Urban Blue on there. What he do? Did he play? No. Nah. Did he play the? No. Nah. Did he blow the? No. Nah. <laughs> he sung. <laughs> 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 I had that. I had that singing, bro. He got a. <laughs> well, you know we do what we can do, man. I mean, I. Tr- I mean, mu- I mean, music is such a great way to to. Uh, like I said, it's a remedy for a lot of different things. So, I mean, a lot of my personal frustrations, you know, I let it come out through the music, you know. Um, uh, I missed you. So you, you knew some. Go ahead. I just wanted to say, uh, how do you, how do you come up with your lyrics? I mean, you just be feeling the music, or it be in your head as you're making the making the music yourself. I mean, how do you come up with your words, your lyrics? Well, well, you know, any person that writes or composes or, or make music, they hear the track or the the music in their head. You know, it's like the I call it the human radio because sometimes I can't turn it off. But anyway, it's, you hear the track in your head, and as you start to uh, catch capture your idea, I even start at the piano. Um, that's why I start at and. I capture the melody and and uh, all those things that I'm, I want to do to paint the picture, you know, from the keyboards. And uh, as I'm doing that, I hear the lyrics, and I wow. usually focus on a, I usually hit, focus on a. It could be about something going on in the world. It could be about religion. Um, Matter of fact, I just recently wrote a tune because Living in the Light, um, that is um, more of a religious type tune, um, with a little groove to it. But, yeah, I, I, it depends on what's going on in the world or how I'm feeling about a certain thing. That's how I come up with the lyrics. I try to focus on that throughout the song, you know, and try to come up. If you're, like I said, if you write about things that are true, 
uh, they usually come up, turn out to be good songs. You know, some yeah, of them I probably should yeah. Pardon me? I say yeah, because it's from the heart. Yeah, it's from the heart. And that's what makes the best tune, in my opinion. Now, along with, when, uh, along with a, little, a little help from God, you know? Right, right. Now, when Urban Blues, y'all, first met me, I was I was doing I was doing hip hop really straight, and I still do hip hop. And Urban Blue was tripping like, "Man, did you play them keys now, nah, dog? I, I I manipulated it, slowed it down, and 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 cut yeah. it and pasted and and spliced yeah. some other keys together." You know what? You tripped me up real bad with all that, man. I was like, "No." You have a band or something, or uh, for musicians in the studio somewhere. I mean, that's just how good it was, and I was just that was really impressive. I was like, "What?" <laughs> oh man, I took took some time and sliced them, slowed them down, and you know, I heard You're it the... in my head. Once I, you know, once I put it together, because it's a, it's like you. You got to hear it, yeah, and feel it. Did you know what well, you want? Yeah, you do the same thing, you know. I mean, you hear, you hear what you hear, and then you put it together. I mean, that, it's the creativity part of it that that is where you know people kind of look past sometimes. However, you create the music is one thing, but the creativity that you create, however you create it, is still considered you know a finished product. You know what I mean? It's still it's still yeah. a finished product because. It's just a different way of getting to the same place. If that makes sense. It's just a different way of getting to the same place. And that's the way music is is um is heading these days. You know, you gotta um no, it's a lot of good equipment out there now that you can capture big sound and do big things with, you know. So it makes a lot of convenience in creating music now because technology has evolved to a point where, you know, you can record pretty much on on the spot. You can get mobile. You know, you don't have to be tied to a big studio like back in the day. You know, <clears throat> you can capture ideas and then go back to the studio and lay them down. All kinds of things you can, you can do now. I'm sure you're aware of. Oh, yeah. So... So the creativity don't get lost, you know, because you never know when a song is going to hit you. Like I, I sometimes jump up out of bed in the middle of the night if I had an idea, and and just go and catch it real quick and go back go back to sleep. <laughs> wow! So I caught I caught that one, and then I just go back to sleep. You know, <laughs> it just, it's, Not it's, it's how it happens. The song "Living in the Light," as you had mentioned, you said it was a sort of religious. Explain that before I play it. Well, it's a tune about um, your connection with God. If you're a person that believes in in, in that sort of thing, um, and how you live your life in the light, because there's so much, as you know, so much going on in this world right now. And I felt compelled to write a song about how I live my life 
and how God puts a protection around me because I'm living in his graces. You know, that's what I mean by I'm living in the light. So that was um, the inspiration behind that tune. This is living in the light. Urban Blue.
A lot of piano play in that track, dog. A lot of piano play. Blue, you there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man, I was, um, um, I thought the piano really carried the song, actually. Uh, it was a fun tune to make into record. Now, uh, I didn't lose you, did I? I thought did I had you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Uh, tell everybody where they can get your music, contact you, and whatnot. Well, I'm pretty much on all the social media, from iTunes, SoundCloud, Napster, Reverb Nation. I do do a search on Urban Blue, and I'm sure uh, I will pop up somewhere on some of those sites. And I'm on a number of other ones, too. Um, still working with CD Baby. I'm on Arctic Records, which is my main label in out of New York. Um so, um, so still search on me, and and I did a, actually I did one the other day on myself, and noticed that I had a lot of hits on information about me and my music, and where to find my music at, and those types of things. So yeah, just do a, do a, just Google me, and you'll find me. My company well, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna tell you, I I appreciate you. You're like you like family when you came to that one house party you actually came to and was kind of tripping like God dog he he wasn't lying he got food all over the place or he oh man you oh man it was like it was like a show <laughs> I had so much fun I mean it was like music and food and and all this stuff was everywhere man I didn't know you did it like that but it, I had a great time. And I'm glad I got at least one time before you moved out of Atlanta to Texas. I'm glad yeah, at least I got a chance to come to one of your years. And you do it yearly too. That was just so impressive with me. I mean, you do you do that throwdown like that on a yearly basis. And I was like, wow. Thanks for inviting yeah, me. For nine years, we had people flying from Virginia performing. Like my boy, he came and performed. Yeah. Another another yeah. cat performed from uh, from uh, DC down there. He did a rap song. I even performed that night, I think. Yeah, man. It was it was great, man. I had a great time. I got to meet some other, a lot of different artists. It was a good way to network, too, man. I mean, it was it was a great, great time, man. Great food, man. I mean, when I say food, y'all probably know what I'm talking about, but they threw down the home style way. <laughs> yeah, I did. I mean, Chad, I didn't know you could burn like that, man. <laughs> and then I had everybody else bringing food, too. I had everybody else bring a dish. I got everybody else, though, you know. Yeah. But you It's hard for when you cook food and and you have to cook a lot of food and all the food, even though you cooked a lot, it all still tastes good. That's how it was at your at spot. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I ain't playing now. Hey. Hey, my 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 people that worked with me, they demand perfection. 
<laughs> they do. They already knew going in that shoot. He bought food in the work, so we know what it's gonna be like at the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you be throwing down, man. That's another thing you can add to your resume, chef. <laughs> yeah, Darlene be saying that all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you 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 know you know, you understand food. I put it like that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's because I created. But you know, when you're creative, you can create some food if you know how to cook. And I'm creative. So. You That's put a fine. dish on Facebook. You put a dish on Facebook not too long ago. They had me drooling, man. I said, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that food page on Facebook, too. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, me. I was like, man, I, I know how it is. And that's how it really is because I've tasted his food before. <laughs> well, brother, I'm going to let you get back to this game that we both watched as we. Uh, well, go Golden State. Yeah, it's gonna be this game. You know how it goes to stay out. They are a fourth quarter team, and they kill you in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you hear me? The sharp edge. The song is sharp edge. Yeah, that's oh man, that is one of my favorite classical jazz. That, that took me back to my roots. That's one of my recent ones. Um, it's really uh, instrumental jazz. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun playing that tune, and um, the sharp edge is about um, life and life learning. Sometimes you have to um, live on the sharp edge in order to survive. So wow. That's inspiration. That's inspiration behind that song. Well, again, I want to say I appreciate your Urban Blue. Good talking to you. My wife told me to tell you hello. Uh, well, I said hello. We love, we, we love you, fam. We love you too, man. Thanks for having me on your show again. This is the show, Urban Blue.